Hey, I'm having a lot of money on you, man. Well, uh, you, uh, you getting ready to be a rich nigga. Welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Jeff Knows Money. Yeah. This is the Talking Cash Podcast. Yeah. And that voice you are hearing is my engineer slash producer slash co-host. Mojo Hill. You damn right. This week's episode is Picture Me Rolling. It's all about cars this week, y'all. This is financial literacy that gets you financially lit. First things first, you can follow us on social media at Talking Cash on Twitter or Talking Cash Podcast on Instagram. And you can follow me personally at Jeff Knows Money on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, wherever you're getting this podcast from, whether that's Apple Podcasts or the Google Play Store, subscribe to the show. Leave us a review. Rate us. Leave us a five-star review. If you leave us anything less than a five-star review, I hope your kid starts stuttering like that lady who do Maybach music for Rick Ross. Maybach music. It's a few things I know very well besides finance. I know Alabama football. Roll Tide. I know cigars. I'll be on the mile. I know cognac. I'll be on the mile with that yak. I know J's. J for day, baby. And I know cars. So last week we told you that the problem with your budgeting wasn't skipping out on coffee or hitting the Wendy's four for foes. It was that you needed to cut your two biggest expenses. You needed to cut that car note, and you needed to cut that housing payment. So this week we go over how do you do that. Today is all about cars. We talk about what kind of cars you should buy, how you should buy them, getting them financed, and why you shouldn't listen to personal financial so-called experts when it comes to buying cars. We also have a guest on the show this week and we will get to him in just a second. But I just wanna let y'all know again, this week the kid gloves are off. This is Talking Cash We're getting real. This is the only personal finance show where both of your hosts are liable to show up in box Chevys. So in dealing with cars, I have pulled a ton of articles. I've gone to all your favorite personal finance gurus and the uh, information is really just crazy. So to start it off, there was a Nerd Wallet article and it says the title of the article is five reasons to say no to 72 month and 84 month car loans. And they give you all these statistics trying to justify why you should do that. And they say in 2019, 38% of new car buyers took out loans that were 61 to 72 months. 32% of car shoppers are signing loans between 73 months and 84 months. So basically, the majority of us are taking loans out somewhere between five and seven years. And they say used car shoppers are doing the same. 42% are between five and six years, and 20% are going for six to seven years. Their recommendation to stop this was that you should put down a large down payment to prepay the depreciation of the car. 
They also said that you should lease instead of buy. And their justification for leasing in the article, it literally said, if you can't afford the car, then you should lease it. So to help me get through some of all this financial bullshit, I have a guest this week. Our guest is Money Mayweather, good friend of the show, actually great friend of the show, my fraternity brother, Omega Sci Fi, from the Sigma Phi chapter. Birmingham native, West Side Rider, Money Mayweather, say hey to the people. What's going on, people out there? Um, the first problem that we have with the article is advising you to lease the car if you cannot afford it. If you cannot afford the car, the better alternative is to buy the car used. Matter of fact, you should always, and I mean always, buy the car used. There is no instance where you should buy a new car. I don't care what the car is or what model it is or what make they tell you it's going to appreciate. There hasn't been a car, a single car, that was mass-produced, that is appreciated in value within the last 30 years. So just to, to stick with the leasing part, and what was so crazy about that article, they literally say, if you can't afford to buy it, lease it. If you can't afford to buy it, you need to leave that shit where it's at. You don't need to buy it, lease it, nothing. That car out of your league, you need to go look at something that is more affordable and that fits your budget. Now, another part, and we're going to get into this right now. Susie Orman, Dave Ramsey, Chris Hogan, who is the black guy that's on the Dave Ramsey show, every single one of them are big proponents for paying cash for your car. They don't believe that you should really ever finance a car. You should always pay cash. Now, this might be the dumbest I've ever heard, and we're going to go over why. Chris, I know you want to chime in. Go ahead. Yeah, that's some bullshit. So let me get this straight. You want me to take all of my money and pay cash for a car? Yes. Currently, interest rates on used automobiles are around 39 to 4.9%. Mm-hmm. There are some banks that will give you between 25 to 4% if you meet certain requirements to hold your money. Checking accounts, people. Checking accounts. So why in the hell would I spend all of my money buying a car when I could have just put my money in the bank and allowed it to pay the interest? That's stupid. Use your common sense. And I'm going to say this, too. This is it's, it's financial information. It sounds well, and they probably mean well. But here's the reality of it. I see articles every single week about how little Americans are saving. And I see an article monthly about how 70-something percent of Americans don't even have $400 in their savings account. So you tell me, what the hell kind of car are you finna buy cash? Nigga, you can't buy J's, but you about to buy a car. You can't buy shit, no matter of fact. And I'm sorry, but a lot of the stuff that's written is dated and antiquated. Um, as a matter of fact, it never applied to us to tell you the truth. Hell no, nah, that's why we're doing this show. <laughs> this shit ain't real life. No, that's not real. Because first off, if I had ten to $15,000 in my pocket, 
I damn sure wouldn't be listening to Suze Orsman and Dave Ramsey to start with. Look, if they and what 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 their justification is is it's gonna say well you, whatever cash you can save up, then you need to take that and buy whatever car that gets you, and then keep saving up that cash until you can eventually get the car that you really want. Your ass finna be running around here in the 1993 Chevrolet Struggle listening to this Majority of the folks down here, their car is the way they make money. We don't have real public transportation. This isn't the Northeast. Hell, this isn't even Atlanta where you got the MARTA um, system. In Montgomery, Alabama, and in Alabama in general, and most of the Southeast for that part, if you do not have a reliable car, you do not have a steady job. So going out there and buying a car for three, four hundred dollars because that's all you have, you're finna be you finna be in trouble. Exactly. Furthermore, um, if, it, and even if you can save five thousand dollars, if you save five thousand dollars, chances are you're not gonna have a reliable source of transportation. Nope. Oh, okay, and oh, by the way, so you done took their advice, you struggled for six to 12 months to save up that 5000 then you do the financially smart thing, right? You listen to them, and you go get your car for 5000 now you have zero in savings, and you drive your ass to that job, and guess what they tell you? Oh, you, we got to lay you off. Or, now your ass ain't got no money. Exactly, or even even worse, which we know is going to happen, you spent all your money, your whole 5000 on the car, and now you have a major repair, or you got to buy a set of tires. And guess what? You can't afford them. You in there in a car that took all your cash with tires slicker than Magic Johnson head, sliding all up and down I-85, me up on the way home on a Friday because you damn listened to them and took all your damn money and bought the car and didn't get no damn tires. And your brakes squealing like old school Luther Vandross all over a track. Yeah. Um, listen, the advice is very irrational. I mean, at the end of the day, the smart thing always to do is keep your cash. Don't give them your money at no cost. Because even if even if you told me, well, Chris, the interest rates are five percent, I'd rather pay five or even eight or ten percent. Before I give you all my cash and I have a major problem or an emergency or a layoff and I might ass stand on the street or a homeless shelter. So I now I'm living in that car because I gave all my cash and I got laid off. Now I'm in the car in a Walmart parking lot, sneaking in the back bathroom, not the one in the front. You gotta go to the one in the back, doing bird baths and stealing socks out there. All cause I listened to them and gave them all the money for the car. That's right. But Hell guess no. what? Guess what? Guess what they're gonna tell you? That's smart money. Shit. Smart money from the hat. Hey, look, we talked last week about the religion of hoboism. Your ass is finna be practicing that. Smart. Um, listen, listen. Whenever you hear somebody tell you they smart with their money, there's one or two things. Either they don't have any money or they don't know what being smart with your money is. It's one of the two. I've never met a person told me he was smart with his money. They actually knew what the f was doing with his money. And, and look, what, 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 Money is alluding to is, and we're bad about this as black folks, we'll see, okay, so we see a black person driving a certain kind of car, for instance, <clears throat> we go buy a used luxury car, and we're going to get into that in a second. We're throwing our money away. But then we see a white person who we think makes a lot of money, and they're driving just a regular everyday car. Let's just say they got like a five-year-old Camry. We're going to say they're being smart with their money. No, people are driving on the most. 
98% of the people that I deal with are driving exactly what they can afford. I have a handful of folks who may actually make really good money and they just choose to drive something well below their means because they're not motivated by that. But the majority of people, if you have the money to feel that nice Venetian leather caressing your ass on the way to work, you are going to buy that car with that leather in it. You're going to get whatever symbol on that hood that you prefer if you can't afford it. If you cannot afford it, you're not going to do it. And speaking of the Camry, let's give y'all some numbers. Money told you earlier, you do not buy a new car no matter what. Here's the reason why. Car debt is up 75% since 2009. The average price of a new car is 36000 The average payment for a new car is $560 a month with the average loan term of 69 months. So that Camry, which starts out at $24,000 with nothing in it, fully loaded, is $35,000 brand new. A 2017 Camry, two years old, fully loaded, is nineteen. dollars that's $5,000 less than the price of a new Camry that has nothing in it. Why in the hell would you go and buy a $24,000 Camry when there is a two-year-old one sitting there with every option on the man for $5,000 less? And, oh, it gets worse if you go five years back. At five years old, a fully loaded Camry is going to run you thirteen dollars to $15,000. And, oh, by the way, why buy the Camry anyway? Just go buy a damn Lexus. Me and money have a saying, you can't lose what you don't spend. I'm going to give you some more numbers. New S550 Benz, the big one, big boy. Actually, it's the S560 now. Starts at $101,000. Usually, when you put some options on it, you're going to be at $130,000. A 2015 S550, same body style. 44000 certified pre-owned. So let's just set the roof on what you should be spending. Let's say at 45000 because that gets you the baddest big body on the planet right now. How are y'all getting tricked into paying 40 something for an Impala? Somebody help me here. Well, <clears throat> first off, this 2018, there were 17 million new cars sold. 17 million, which was a record. And the information has been the same for the last 20 years, not to buy the new car. So apparently, people were not doing our research. If you did any research, any, you would know not to buy the new car. Y'all spend more time researching what damn phone you're going to buy as opposed to what car you're going to buy. And oh, by the way, you don't even pull that smart-ass phone out your dumb-ass pocket to look at some information to tell you what kind of car to buy. You got the whole Internet at the tip of your fingers, and y'all go out there and buy damn cars like you buying a pair of jeans. Oh, I was just out on Saturday riding around with the family, you know, went to the grocery store, grabbed me some shoes and a car. Nigga, what? A car? You're right. A spontaneous $70,000 purchase. And I know some people say $70,000. Oh, yeah, that's what a Tahoe costs. Yep. The number one selling SUV, yep, $70,000. That's what the average American family is going out buying nowadays. They buy a Tahoe or a Ford F-150 
or a Chevrolet 1500 truck. All those are vehicles that range anywhere from about high 50s to lower 70,000s. And it's usually bought on the weekend, which, as he stated earlier, for $70,000, you know what kind of SUV you can really buy. You actually can buy an S550, and you can also buy a Lexus for $70,000. Two cars. Two nice ones. Look, I'm a big believer in I don't tell people to do shit that I don't do. My wife and I, we run some miles up on some cars. That's why we always buy used. We have both had a Lexus forever, and we have never paid $1,200 a month for both of those cars. I've had two or three different cars that were luxury cars, and I'm paying $300 a month. Hell, I won't even buy no flow mask. I just got two brown paper bags down on the motherfucking floor. That's how I'm rocking. With the garbage bags on the seat. With the garbage bags on the seat. Black and mild rappers everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and furthermore, I know you may think, well, these, these guys seem like they're promoting Lexus or something. No, once again, we just did our research. If you read J.D. Powell and Associates for Reliability of Cars... What high school is that? You will see. Guess what? Lexus at the top of the list. Somehow, one vehicle that's consistently at the bottom of the list, not even trying, which is Range Rover, continue to sell tons of cars. Fifteen years, Range Rover has been at the bottom of reliability. At least they're consistent. Hey, look, you know what you're getting. You know what you're getting. You're getting a damn problem. You're getting a problem. But 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 like we were saying earlier, um, same here. My wife and I have owned several Lexus, and guess what? Never bought one new, not a single one. Typically, my last one I bought, I think I bought a certified one that was flagship LS460. Sticker price eight or one thousand new. Bought it three years old for. 40,000, my 41, certified. And so what I'm trying to tell you, there's nothing that you can't buy for what you're paying for the base car. You're paying $36,000 for the average automobile. If you are patient. So the other part that um, money is talking about with regards to J.D. Power and Associates, y'all are out there making the second largest financial purchase in your life, which is a car. And you don't even look at reliability. You don't even look at if the damn thing's going to work. Man, where they do this at? Like, the number one thing my car has to do is crank. Y'all go out here, y'all falling for whatever is the nicest, newest, flashy because you're trying to show off to somebody else. And then you find out, okay, I just went, I just went and bought that BMW M3 because it's fly as hell and it's fast. And then you go to the dealership and find out that you got an $8,000 brake job. Why does it have an $8,000 brake job? Because it has carbon ceramic brakes. You didn't know that when you bought that car. So let me tell you, give you a real quick tip on how you handle an $8,000 brake job on a car where you're still paying a note on it. You need to go to Dick's Sporting Goods. Find that big-ass helmet that Wes Welker used to wear. You know that one that's like anti-CTE? You need to find that. Get your little baby shoulder pads out the closet. Get you a real good sturdy mouthpiece. Get in that car. Get on the interstate in that car. Wait till you get way out there in the country. And just go ahead and run that to the woods. 
That's the only way you're going to be able to handle an $8,000 break job. And guess what? Before everybody say, damn, Jeff, that's insurance fraud. No, it ain't, man. They can check the brakes. They see them bad. <laughs> and once again, I keep going back to the smart money people. Like Jeff said earlier, a problem that we have with ourselves. You know, we can see each other, you know, buying a used Lexus or a used Benz that we probably pay high 30s or low 40s for and be so critical to say, oh, look at him throwing away his money or spending more than what he can afford. But, yeah, you see the white guys with their smart money pickup trucks all day long, and you just applaud them. Oh, that's smart money. Well, let me give you a little news. The average transaction price, and that's what no one talks about, what did the person actually pay for it? The average transaction price for a pickup truck in 2018 was $48,000. And y'all ain't picking up in them trucks. You're not picking up. You ain't you. You're not even using the back area. All right, ninety percent of the people who are buying them, they're not using them. You just driving to work, just like me. Right, it's just like off road for us an SUV go. Ninety percent of the people, they're not towing boats. Man, look, my my SUV is is off road is as off road capable as they come. I got an LX five seventy thing will literally go up a mountain. Know what I use it for? Go to Sonic. Yeah, that's it. So. We, we can get away from all this, you know, um, being overly critical. Just just do a little research, people. If you just do a little research, you can save yourself a ton of money in the long run. Oh, and, and, and I, got, I got a real quick question for, for my co-host, Mojo. I just want to see what you're thinking. Uh-huh. Hey, look, money, you can chime in on this, too. Yeah. What's the worst car accident you ever seen? Hmm. Hmm. Mm. Money. Mm. The worst car accident I ever seen are people buying new cars on Saturday. Getting your head bust wide open on that showroom floor. Wide open. Them niggas going to the back of the damn car car lot and having parties when they sell you. I got I got to say, and I call it the BNB, brand new bullshit. Look, soon as you buy that damn Range Rover, they just said clap for it. That's it. Everybody start clapping when you walk off the lot. Disco ball come out the ceiling, confetti start Woo! dropping. Your boy, your boy just put his kids through college because you bought that new Range Rover. They, 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 they playing Prince Lost Takes and Cuban Shuffle remix. <laughs> they got the Cuban Shuffle and Prince Lost Takes remix. Just and, and, and KB about to mix it up. Damn general manager and the finance manager playing R. Kelly, baby. They stepping in the name of love on your ass because you just bought that new Range Rover. Service manager happy as hell, too, they know you come back to get that $8,000 brick job. And you even fool yourself to buy your wife a Mini. Now, who in the hell want a Mini? You want a smaller version of some shit that don't work. You want a car that was advertised by Austin Powers. Let me get the baby L. <laughs> no, you get, the, you get the adult size L. Let me get that baby L. Or you went out there and bought you a Kia Soul for $30,000. So you actually bought a car that was advertised by hamsters. <laughs> Hip-hop hamsters. That's what you want to drive. Rats in hammer pants. That sold you on the car. They never even showed you the actual car on the commercial. They just showed you dancing rats. And you did it. And oh, by the way, what could you have bought for 30 You could have bought a used Lexus LS. You could have bought a used Escalade. You could have bought a used Benz. But you were smart with your money. You bought that kid with them hamsters. Them damn hamsters said something to you, just spoke to your soul. <laughs> got you got you a lime green kid soul. Your ass riding around here in a brand new lima bean. Call call your ass Sprite Mini. 
That's what they call you. All right, so so one last thing, real quick, because I, I know people they they try to shame you on this. The length of the term of the loans on the cars, they try to tell you you shouldn't be doing a sixty month, which is a five year term. You shouldn't be doing a six year term or a seven year term. What do you think about that money? First off, if you listen to them people and you go do your forty eight month term on a thirty thousand dollar car. And you get ready to go buy something else, and they bust you straight across the head with your debt to income ratio is too high. All right, so let's let's go over that real quick. Cause Susie Orman is real big on if you have to finance a car, you only do it for three years. Let me give y'all some numbers. Thirty thousand dollar new car, three years at a five percent interest rate. Your payment's nine hundred a month. That same thirty thousand dollar car at five percent on a six year term. Your payment's four eighty three. It's half. Don't give me the oh we're gonna pay it off quick and all that. You can pay it off quick if you finance it six or seven years. It's up to you. You don't have to pay it out the whole six or seven years. You can pay extra when you want to. You just don't want to be obligated to pay nine hundred a month when you had an option to pay for something a month. And if you put yourself in a hole where you had to pay nine hundred dollars a month, like I said, that's going to affect your credit more adversely than you having to pay four eight or three a month because your debt to income ratio is higher. So if you got a four and eight or three dollar a month car note, like Jeff said earlier, if something was to go wrong, you have a cushion. And you still can pay it off early and not assume the extra interest. Now when your brakes start squealing like Jaquees, you can go ahead and get them fixed. You ain't give them nine hundred a month for your damn car. And oh by the way, all the stuff we're telling you to do you can go online and research used cars. I promise you, if you're talking about spending 30, I have a rule. Once you get over 20, it's a luxury car. Exactly. If, if you're talking about 30 to 40, it's a flagship luxury car because you can find those used all day in that price range. We're trying to help y'all ride clean without giving all your money back to those people. And oh, by the way, one other quick tip. Get your financing handled before you go to the dealership. Go to a credit union. Get your financing, get pre-approved before you go to a dealership, because if you go to a dealership and let them finance the car for you and handle all of that, they're going to mark up the interest rate. They're going to make extra money on you on the back end simply because you did not go and get yourself pre-approved. They're going to use the same credit union that you can go to. They're just going to mark up the rate. They make extra money on the cars that way. And if you're dumb enough to go out there and let them do it, then... You know, they should take advantage of it because at this point, we're in the information era. You have a smartphone in your pocket. If it's something you don't know, you can just Google it. And one other thing, we we, we didn't talk about um, extended warranties, but for the most part, stay away from extended warranties unless the warranty is offered from the manufacturer. Um, You can buy an extended warranty, and if that company folds up, then your warranty is worth the paper it's written on. And, oh, those warranty companies are smart. They will sell warranties under one name, sell so many warranties, start to have to pay some warranty claims, file bankruptcy, open up under another name, and start it all over again. It's the same company. And speaking of warranty, that is also one of the excuses I hear for buying a new car. I want the new car warranty. Okay, I just gave you numbers on an S550. 130 brand new, three, four years old, they're 40. Certified pre-owned at 40. My bad, 45. You're going to tell me you're going to buy it new because of the warranty. 
Dude, you're, all, you're paying $90,000 extra. Are you going to have a $90,000 problem on a car? No such thing. No, because if you do have a $90,000 problem, I got just the remedy for it. It's similar to what you do if you get that $8,000 brake job. Go get you a pack of black and miles, go to the hood, park that car, leave all the doors open, leave the radio playing with that new Jeezy. Leave a pair of J's on the front seat. Flu game 12s on the front seat, a stick allowed, and a note on there. Because somebody going to get in that car and they're going to be like, man, this can't be real. The note needs to say on the steering wheel, yes, it is real. Let them drive off with that car. <laughs> That's how you get out of it. And furthermore, like you said earlier, a lot of a lot of your certified warrants, if you buy it right, I mean, I've, I've lined them up. They're just as good as a new car warrant. Hell, sometimes better. Yeah, sometimes better. It's especially with Japanese cars, a lot of times it's better. Yep. Oh, and... The leasing versus the buying thing. I know y'all are going to give us all kind of excuses. Well, okay, so Chris, I'm going to run this by because this is what I hear. I mean, you got to look at the down payment that they got to make on the lease. You got to look at the residual value. You got to look at all this. Is, is there any point where you should lease it? No. It it's, doesn't make sense. It's really that simple. Also with the new car. Oh, they're going to give me 0% for 72 months. Oh, I got the new car warranty. Oh, they're going to give me the employee discount. Oh, they're going to make this work for me. They're going to do all the people. Stop falling for that. The car is going to depreciate at least 20 to 25% in the first year. So unless they're giving you 25% off the price of the car, then you're going to be upside down. And guess what? If they're giving you 25% off the price, then it's probably going to depreciate 50% because you're not the only one they gave it to. Exactly. And stop letting the car industry trick you because they got terms where they, they literally are lying to your face. The car industry says such things as, it's a depreciating asset. No such thing. That doesn't even make damn sense. An asset is supposed to increase in value. It's supposed to appreciate. Cars are a bill. It's just that simple. A liability. Yep. It's something you got to pay for to get around, and that's a bill. The other way they lie to you, oh, we traded in your other car, but we couldn't quite get what you owed on it, so we had to roll that negative equity into the next deal. How the hell is equity negative? <laughs> that is a fancy way for them to tell you you just took an L. And we rolled that L onto the price of this new car, which guarantees that when you get ready to move that one, you're getting you another L. And now, which also requires that you have to buy gap insurance. And if you are buying a car, by all means, if you finance it, you need to get the gap insurance. Gap insurance simply covers you in case you have an accident that totals out the car, and the insurance company does not pay you as much as you owe on that car. The gap insurance company steps in and they pay the difference. Everybody who has a note on their car needs to have gap insurance. I hope you guys have found this to be informative and entertaining. I would like to thank our guest, Money Mayweather. That's my other brother. For sure. And I just want to close with a couple of things. I know some of you are going to listen to this episode and you're going to be mad. And you're going to be offended because you're going to think that we're talking about you. Hey, listen up. We are talking about you because you're doing dumb shit. 
if this offended you, good. Hopefully you learn from it and you do something different. We'll be back next week. I don't know what the topic is going to be. And I do want to tell you that this show is being sponsored by. Exactly. We don't have sponsors yet, but we'll see y'all next week. Let's talk about um, a proper strip club etiquette in a strip club budget. Because a lot of you guys, they be spending all the bill money in a strip club. Let's talk about that next week, probably. Okay, next week may be proper strip club etiquette and how to budget for your strip club. Also, people, if you are budgeting for your strip club, your wife does not need to know. You are going to end up with hamburger eyes. Exactly, or the ketchup amount. Tell your $1 bills and have two. That's twice the touch. Half the money. Ha <laughs> ha!